Hi, and welcome to the Property Matters podcast. I'm Gareth Gibson, and I'm happy that you've joined me today. Please sit back, relax, and uh, grab a cup of coffee, tea, water, whatever it is. Or if you're driving, um, just try and absorb everything that I talk about. And uh, if you like this podcast, uh, recommend it to a friend, uh, subscribe, and I'll try and update as regularly as possible. Um, so without further ado, let's get into it. Okay guys, so for those of you who are wondering why I haven't uh, uploaded in the last week, I actually have been under self-quarantine lockdown at home. I came into contact with someone that was COVID positive last week and got a bit of a scare, went for a test. It was initially negative, however it was in the window period, so I was advised to go home and self-quarantine and then go back for another test yesterday, which I did do and thankfully it came back negative. So while I was under lockdown at home, I came across one or two articles that I thought would be an interesting uh, uh, read for you guys um, and just to give my insights in, in, into what I see that they're saying and what I see is happening in the actual real estate sector. So the first article was published on the 16th of May 2021 by businesstech.co.za and it was actually a staff writer so it's not my content here but I thought it was an interesting one. So they go on to say here that while location used to be the key factor in picking a good property, the impact of COVID-19 will mean that innovation is likely to be just as an important factor for the years to come. Says Riyad Khan, the transactor in the real estate investment banking team at RMB. While the full extent of COVID-19 on the South African real estate sector is in the long term is unknown, Khan said that the old rule of property have already evolved. Khan said that property owners are already repurposing properties, but this is just the start as demand for commercial space is likely to drop even further as a result of a systematic fail in the demand from the uh, fall in the demand from the pandemic. And this uh, follows on what I said in my last uh, podcast about the real estate winners and losers in the COVID economy. Offices, it's just frightening what's happening. The Athol Yards development in Santon, for example, was an old office building that was recently converted into a quality and affordable residential rental unit building. In this case, an office building, which was vacant for a number of years, is now home to a community of young professionals on the doorstep of the Santon CBD. But this is a trend that has been going on for a very long time. I think COVID-19 was literally, um, how do I say, the bully that pushed the boy over the edge of the cliff into a lot of developers having to do that and I honestly if I had the money uh, and the and the building was in a good location I would buy an old office building and repurpose it it's been going on for 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 years long before long before COVID he said there are similar examples in nodes such as Sunninghill and Randburg where most of the old commercial space is being converted into affordable accommodation Khan said that the retail space is also changing with retailers potentially looking to reduce their floor space which will create unused space in shopping malls. Now, if you go around to your local uh, shopping mall, you'll pick up on that. I've picked, I've picked up on it, um, and I was always wondering what they were going to do with the space. So, say large shopping centres were already allocating more space to entertainment and experience-based offerings before the pandemic, and we now expect this trend to continue. 
it is very possible that we'll see more non-traditional retail being incorporated into the malls. Internationally, this is a growing trend with major brands such as Tesla opting for a large footprint in high visibility malls across the globe. Redundant parking spaces are also being converted to storage spaces, vehicle service centers and increasingly used as exhibition space for events. So I have seen that trend growing as well. I think the events thing, you know, the exhibition space, that might change, uh, that might take time to change because you know it with social distancing and whatever else, but uh, it's an interesting use of the space. Khan has said that the shifts in the real estate demand, particularly when driven by an event such as COVID-19, occur much faster than what, what the markets can respond to in terms of supply. It is in the window of opportunity where the most innovative owners and operators will thrive. We saw this play out in the wake of the global financial crisis and we expect similar time. Uh, we expect, what did he say here? And we expect similar this time around. Okay, I'm reading quicker than I can uh, narrate. Uh, the business tech guys, I must say, they've always published some very, very good and insightful articles. And uh, I think um, COVID-19 has really changed the way that we look at a lot of things. Particularly myself, as someone that uh, was locked down for five days. I'm however more grateful that I'm out and about and, and, and I'm a lot more productive. Uh, if I ever was sluggish. Now it wasn't a holiday at home. I did work from home. I got actually quite. I actually got quite a lot done while I was at home. But I myself, even though I'm a young person, I'm traditional in the sense that my home life is my home life, and my work life is at the office and out and about. And I like it that way. Um, so it's an interesting one. I know of a few buildings in my immediate area that you know, uh, office supply has dropped dramatically and, you know, where it makes sense, offices can be repurposed for accommodation or, low, you know, uh, affordable housing, but you need to have the gearing behind you. You need to have someone that has the vision that can make the space work and actually offer that. But having said that, what, what, what this, what this um, source never took into account is that the demand for apartments and flats has fallen as well in this COVID market. So you got to look at it and, and he said it's you can't really forecast the future but there are winners and losers and it's which one is going to lose more than the other. Is it a long-term loser or a short-term, a long-term loser or a short-term loser? I honestly think offices is a commercial space is a long-term loser. Um, apartments and whatever else is a short term. I think it will take a couple of months, maybe even a year to flip and start seeing some positive gains. And then a, another interesting article that was also released by a staff writer on businesstech.co.za. This was on the 12th of May and the headline was a third of South Africa's middle class set to be wiped out and the source was from a lender so it goes on to say here that financial services company transaction capital has published its results for the six months ended 31 March 2020, 2021 with a group warning that the COVID-19 pandemic and the weaker economy has placed significant strain on middle class South Africans 
Citing credit statistics, wage data and unemployment figures, the group said that overdue debt balances continue to increase, with a 33 billion rand increase seen in 2020 alone, said that around 38% of loans are not in good standing. This is combined with the highest unemployment rate in 12 years at 32.5%, deteriorating monthly income and below inflation increases. As such, 34% of households in South Africa are forecast to fall out of the middle class, it said. Now this goes on to the topic where I spoke about the fall in demand uh, for, for apartments and flats and um, the velocity of money and how the economy is participating uh, how people are participating in the economy this corroborates that fact this article goes on to say this is further emphasized by wage data with fewer south africans reporting income in the 22 2000 rand plus wage range while significant more south africans are seeing income of less than 8000 rand you cannot even, you can't even rent a flat for that much. And if you do, if you can find something that rents for a little bit less or that price, you've got no, you've got no, um, no money to spend on all your other expenses, you know, your basic needs. These concerns have been echoed by financial analysts with the country's middle class expected to be particularly hard hit as the country begins its COVID-19 recovery. I'm having my own little aside here and uh, with our third wave that we're currently in, in COVID-19 infections, I'm also going to say coincidentally with it being our colder months, our going into our winter season in South Africa, I think it was expected. The number of people in debt who are relying on their credit to stay alive has skyrocketed, leaving the South African economy teetering on the edge of borrowed time said Hans Overbeek, founder and chief executive of cyber finance. While the impact is being felt by all sectors and groups, Overbeek said that the middle class families are increasingly falling behind. Many permanently employed workers have had to transition to contractual or informal employment as businesses try and mitigate their own losses, he said. Overbeek said that South Africans are also becoming indebted as they rely on their credit to support themselves and their families. Many people who were on track to pay off their debts prior to the pandemic have now been forced to take two steps back as they struggle to stay afloat, he said. Data from consumer credit reporting company Experian found that South Africa, South Africans most affected by the economic downturn are those with the highest exposure to secured lending and other banking products. These South Africans are increasingly more affected than those who experienced financial hardship before the COVID-19 pandemic, it said. This has been felt particularly hard in the higher income populations. So why I find that interesting is that you've got two articles talking about um, what we would call macro environmental factors. On the one side, it is an industry and a sub, a sub uh, how do we say, a, um, so we've got an industry with a subset industry being retail. Uh, having to shake up the way it does things and, and, and make more creative uses of uh, free retail space. Um, 
and it's all good and well that one talks about repurposing commercial space for uh, affordable housing and apartments and what have you but then the second article talk, says that a third of the middle class which alone the middle class isn't a huge portion of the the population is said to be wiped out now wiped out means okay cool they're not going to be thrown off into oblivion but they're all going to be living with no income or having to scrap and fight and 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 hustle they it's scary now how can one suggest that you kind of just build more apartments where the average apartment rents for about between six and eight thousand rand a month it's it's crazy and then i also saw online like the lights of youtube people talking about hyperinflation now maybe i haven't been paying attention to the economical factors the economic factors and inflation and maybe i should look into it a little bit more but for instance last night after i got my covid test and came back negative i went to the grocery store to buy some items for the household to make dinner and i noticed that a kilogram of mince meats a lean mince beef mince was around 90 rand 90 rand and it wasn't even a kilo it was about 850 odd grams of lean lean beef you know mince meat like 85 rand i remember when i used to scoff at the fact that it cost nearly 62 64 rand and and that's just one example i need to look a bit deeper into it and maybe expose myself to the video where people are talking the videos where people are talking about hyperinflation and the, the 2021 beyond agenda i'm not gonna get too much into conspiracy theories but it's an interesting one i really think that uh innovative times are coming and I don't think that uh, I don't think it's all doom and gloom. There's uh, many different ways to get out of this. In any case, guys, thank you for stopping by and giving me a listen. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe and favorite, and get in touch if there's anything else you want me to talk about. Uh, your support is appreciated, and if you know of anyone else that would enjoy listening to what I have to say, please share this podcast out. As always, have a good one and chat to you soon. So, you know, I just wanted to take a moment to thank everyone that has listened to this podcast over the last few, uh, the last few days, uh, possibly even the week. Um, the growth has been phenomenal. The response has been great. I uh, want to take a moment to thank each and every one of you. And uh, if you really do like the show or you have some recommendations of something you want to hear, please subscribe, uh, share this podcast out and leave me some comments and replies if you want to shout out as well. Everyone wants a little bit of uh, notoriety. So just leave me a comment or suggestion or something you want me to talk about and I'd be happy to listen. Have a great day further. Thank you.